Obstacles to Discipleship. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning. Today we are studying Luke chapter 18, verses 18 through 30. And in this passage, Jesus teaches uh, about um, the qualifications for um, entering the kingdom of God. Really, uh, in the previous teaching, uh, he was talking about the qualifications for kingdom entry as well. And in each of these teachings, there's an attitude of heart present or not present that either welcomes or prevents someone from entering the kingdom. Now, it is absolutely certain that no one is kept out of the kingdom because of God or anything that God has decided. People can either enter into the kingdom of God's glory or they Uh, remain outside of the kingdom of God on the basis of their own attitudes, choices, and decisions. It's not anything that God has done to create a barrier. Uh, The barrier exists within people's own hearts, and Jesus points that out again today. Yesterday, he talked about coming like a little child, and if humility is an issue for someone, uh, if they're so racked with pride Then Jesus says, uh, if you won't come into the kingdom helpless and needy, recognizing that you need what Jesus offers, then you'll never enter because if that's a qualification for coming, uh, your heart will never bend uh, to accept its need. And today we encounter uh, a rich young ruler who is so close to being a part of the kingdom, but one thing is standing in his way, and Jesus points that one thing out. Now I wonder today if uh, there are some of us who are listening who have been held back by this one thing in our lives that keeps us from total abandon to Jesus, that keeps us from total obedience to uh, surrendering all that we are and have to Jesus and entering his kingdom with joy and freedom. And uh, maybe you've been tripped up by uh, a one thing in your own life that's been a barrier to your uh, full acceptance of uh, Jesus and um, what it means to be his follower. I don't know. Um, But uh, perhaps as the teaching goes on today, um, we'll be able to see our own attitudes and proclivities with uh, deeper clarity. Uh, But before we get into the word, let's go to the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. I thank you for another day. Uh, We're moving on in the week, Lord, and we're grateful to see your hand at work uh, in this uh, New Year's week. And uh, Father, we trust your hand. Uh, We trust that you are um, preparing the ground for a new year of new experiences uh, with you. And Lord, we say, God, be in control. Um, We surrender to your will and purpose and plan for our lives. You lead us into all things this year. And uh, when we look back, we'll be able to give you all the glory uh, because uh, we've surrendered our will uh, in favor of your will. And so, God, we pray, too, as we study today, that your spirit would teach us and bring insight and understanding to your word. And we ask all these things uh, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, uh, this is Luke 18, 18 through 30. 
A certain ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother. All these I have kept since I was a boy, he said. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, You still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When he heard this, he became very sad because he was very wealthy. Jesus looked at him and said, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Indeed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard this asked, Who then can be saved? Jesus replied, What is impossible with man is possible with God. Peter said to him, We have left all we had to follow you. Truly I tell you, Jesus said to them, No one who has left home or wife or brothers or sisters or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will fail to receive many times as much in this age and in the age to come eternal life. So Jesus is having an encounter uh, with a devout Jewish person who happens to be wealthy. Uh, He's young, we're told. And um, uh, I guess I wonder if Luke actually does call him young. Uh, In some of the Gospels, he's called the rich young ruler. Uh, In this particular case, Luke just says, a certain ruler asked him, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Now, Jesus' response is interesting. He says, why do you call me good? Only God is good. (laughs) And so what he is saying out loud is, if you recognize that I'm good and God alone is good, then I'm God. I am divine. You have recognized something about my nature that is important. And, um, and so in a, in a roundabout way, Jesus was acknowledging his divinity here. And then he says to this man, it's clear that you know the commandments. You know what the Mosaic law requires. Don't kill, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't give false witness, honor your father and mother, be good to them uh, as they grow old. And he says, all of these things I've kept since I was a boy. I've been faithful to those laws. I've been faithful to those teachings, Jesus. But Jesus knows his heart in the same way that he knows our hearts. And his knowledge of this man's heart meant that he knew there was an obstacle, a barrier to his full discipleship, his full ability to follow. And Jesus said to him, you still lack this one thing. Sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. What Jesus knew about this man is that this man's wealth was a barrier to his faith. He put so much stock, so much importance on his wealth, on maintaining it and knowing that it was there. And he had shifted some trust away from God toward his wealth. And that's the reason why Jesus identifies this problem as a barrier to faith. Jesus says, I'm going to test. I'm going to push. We're going to push our thumb in on this a little bit and see uh, the reaction. Uh, Luke tells us that when the man heard this, he became very sad because he was very wealthy. Jesus looked at him and said how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. You know, my friends, there are lots of things that we shift our trust onto, away from God and onto these other things. 
Sometimes we do that with other people. It's clear that human beings have a tendency to shift their trust toward wealth and resources and material things. Uh, Sometimes we shift our trust uh, toward accomplishments and our own reputations. Um, That's called self-reliance. And when a self-reliant heart is confronted with its, the reality that it really is not trusting God fully, but it's trusting in itself more, um, that heart is confronted with a, a hard truth. And turning away from self-reliance can be very difficult. When you've learned to depend on and trust only yourself, trusting another can be very challenging. And that's exactly what Jesus is identifying here. Uh, the, the others who were around listening during this teaching said to Jesus, who then can be saved? And he replied, what is impossible with man is possible with God. Now, Peter identifies with what Jesus is challenging the young man with. And he says to the Lord, well, Lord, we've given up everything to follow you. And Jesus acknowledges that reality. And he says, no one who has left all to follow me will fail to receive many times more in this age and in the age to come eternal life. So Jesus says, your uh, surrender, your submission, your commitment to following me and forsaking everything else uh, will be rewarded uh, both now and in the future. Um, When we follow Jesus with abandon, that means we have shifted our full trust to him um, I used to love those old Nest T uh, commercials where the person would be standing on the side of a pool or something and fall backwards into the water. And uh, I always thought that that was such a great image of uh, blind trust, of just complete and utter trust. And um, so in a very real way, uh, Jesus is calling us to just uh, fall back in trust and full abandon to his will, purpose, and plan for our lives. And and to say, Lord, I don't even understand all that you're asking of me, but I'm willing to leave these other things behind that I've committed so much time and energy to, uh, to make you the central priority of my life. Now, it's not to say that we can't have other people in our lives and other relationships aren't important. It's just that those other relationships can't be more important than Jesus because if they become more important than Jesus, they become a barrier to our faith. And if they become a barrier to our faith, in truth, they have become idols that keep us from worshiping God and following Him with complete abandon and obedience. And so Jesus is addressing an attitude of the heart that not just this rich man is tripped up by, but often many of us are tripped up by. And so I think it's important for us as we set out on a new year of following Jesus uh, and of studying his word, that we be honest and real with ourselves about any barriers in our own lives that might be barriers to uh, putting our full faith in Jesus and walking in faithful discipleship um, with him. And so uh, I'm challenged by these words of Jesus and by his teaching here. And I pray that the Spirit would continue to give us all insight and understanding as we uh, continue to consider these things today. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to study with us. And it is our prayer, as always, that God would bless you as you continue in faithfulness to him today.